Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number 24. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast where I answer your questions on a week-by-week basis about how to become more effective in delegating tasks to a virtual assistant. And I am so delighted to be here with you guys yet once again, and uh, today I want to talk about uh, something that uh, has just come in. In fact, I'm going to be sharing with you the entire episode is going to be focused on this idea of what do you do when you don't have, when you run out of things to give to your virtual assistant. Uh, Andy's called in a great question and, and we're going to talk about that. Also got some other wonderful feedback I'm going to play. But before I do, I want to start off the show with just it, confessing to you that here I am on a week by week basis. And if you think I'm some kind of expert in the world of uh, virtual assistants, I want to let you know I'm still learning. This your, this whole podcast is about me sharing my journey in uh, letting go, relinquishing control and, and delegating some things and and letting somebody else do some things on my behalf. And, and I'm still very much enjoying the fact that I have a virtual assistant and it has radically changed my life and, and I, I'm, I can't imagine ever going back. But there are times when I forget that I have a virtual assistant. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. And today is a perfect example of this. Now, right now, I have a live audience of people in the chat room, and and they're chatting back and forth. But what happened is this morning. Uh, well, actually, let me go back. Let me let me go back and tell you that months ago, I was notified that there was going to be a speak a, a conference at which I could speak at called Bar Camp Nashville. Now, this is an annual conference that they have. And my good friend Jonathan from down in Nashville, Tennessee says, hey, Cliff, you, you should really consider coming to, to Bar Camp. I know you come to PodCamp a lot, but, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of focus on podcasting and you'd be one of very few people, if not the only person, who would be talking about the technology of podcasting for small businesses or for businesses um, if you come to this conference. And, and it's like, you know what, that's very appealing. I, I would love to come to Nashville to speak at, you know, at this thing called Bar Camp. And and so I, I went immediately, I registered for the website as an attendee and it says, you know, hey, session, you know, as far as signing up to become a speaker there, you know, we haven't opened that up yet. It's coming up down the road. And then I got this invitation uh, to some kind of event that they were holding where um, I, I guess they it was called like Speak It Up or something. I, I can't remember what it was called. But anyway, the idea is that you go to this session in Nashville to talk about the things that you're going to talk about as a pre- presenter. And so it's like, I'm not going to drive five and a half hours to Nashville just to attend a meeting so that I can tell them what I want to talk about. And I, and I asked them I, on the Facebook page, I said, hey, guys, is it possible that I can sign up even as a speaker, even though I'm not there present at this meeting. And my good friend Dave Delaney, he says, you know, hey, yeah, Cliff, no problem. We would love to have you as a speaker. That dude, that would be great to have you come down. And so um, I'm like, okay, just tell me when this is available. And of course, I I looked for the day and time that it was going to be available. And 
And before I had a chance to actually register to speak, I got a notification that all the speaking spots were full. So there was there was no way that I could speak. And of course, for me to go to to Nashville to, you know, when I when I go to Nashville, I know I'm not only, you know, you know, taking that weekend away for me to to go there to speak, but also there's the whole day before the event. And then, you know, when I'm away for the weekend, it, you know, the whole week afterwards is is just all catch up. So it, it I decided as soon as I learned that Bar Camp Nashville Nashville was full that I'm probably not going to attend just as a as a guest. It the the it's a very re, it's a it's a reality that if I go and I speak at an event like this that it actually equals income for me. I mean, it it just does. I, I from my experience when I get in front of a group of people and I share, you know, the you know, my whatever story about podcasting and and its ability for businesses to to market and how you can get started and all of this stuff that generates interest people start listening to my show they you know within a couple days or even a couple weeks uh, and sometimes even a couple months and maybe even uh, there are people a year later who as a result of me speaking at that event will call to hire me as a consultant or coach or will buy some of my digital products online so for me to speak at an event such as a bar camp nashville it actually means income for me. And so I was a little bit bummed about the fact that that wasn't going to happen. Not too bummed. I mean, this I'm leaving tomorrow to go to PodCamp Boston 5, which uh, I'm very excited about. Stephanie and I are going together for a four-day trip to Boston. So, I mean, doing two different trips, you know, that close together, it wasn't that, it wasn't that much of a a setback for me as far as uh, emotionally, but I, I was kind of bummed because I look forward to any chance that I get to go see my friend Jonathan and his wife Helen and down in, in Nashville. I always stay with them and uh, you know, it's an opportunity to, to opportunity to meet up with my friend Dan Miller down there and, and see how things are going with his podcasting and, and just to have an opportunity to, to sit down with him and talk. And I'm looking forward to going down and see my friends Connie and Sheila over at ConnieAndSheilaTalk.com, some clients that I, I went down and helped set up their studio. I mean, I'm just think, I'm looking forward to it, but it, you know, it just wasn't going to happen because, you know, I didn't have an opportunity to speak. Well, this morning or yesterday, I get an email. Actually, I think it was this morning. I get an email saying, hey, they're, they're going to open up a very small time window for people to sign up and register to speak at PodCamp or at Bar Camp Nashville. They, they found, I guess, maybe some extra room. I don't know what the whole story is. I didn't even get a chance to read the email. I just saw the subject line. And of course, it's live show Thursday. So, you know, I wake up at eight o'clock and I've got shows from 830 in the morning until, you know, I, I really don't wrap up until about five o'clock in the evening. And so I, I'm thinking, I just not, there's no way I can sign up for it. And then, you know, after help, I got a Mac. My friend Jonathan from Nashville is in the chat room. He says, hey, Cliff, did you see there? Hey, you, you got to see this. They opened up. They, you know, if you get in here at uh, three o'clock, uh, you'll be able to um, register for the conference for, for, for Bar, Bar Camp Nashville. And I'm like, yeah, I saw that, but I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna be busy. There's really no time for me to sit down and think about what topic and and stuff like this. And and uh, I I can't remember exactly the words, but it's almost as like he said, hmm. If only you had a virtual assistant who could do that for you. And it's like I don't know. It just clicked. It's like I didn't even think about it. It's like yeah, I I definitely want to go to Bar Camp Nashville. There is going to be a time, a very very brief time window where I would have the opportunity to go in 
online and sign up for that session. But during that time, that time window, I'm unavailable to do so. So what it's like, I could not believe it. It's like, I completely forgot I had a virtual assistant. So let me explain to you what I did. I opened up my email and I'm going to read you the email that I sent to my virtual assistant. This is what I wrote to her. This was five hours ago at 10 o'clock this morning. I wrote her a message and said, Andrea, can you register me for Bar Camp Nashville today at 3 p.m. Eastern time? Here's the link with more information. And of course, I sent her to a, a link to a blog post which mentioned the fact that there was going to be this time window. And, and here's all I wrote. Category of the session, marketing. Title of the session, the power of podcasting for your business. Description, in this session, Cliff Ravenscraft, full-time podcast producer, consultant, and coach, shares how he has personally built several brands from the ground up through the use of podcasting and social media. He will also share from his experience in helping existing businesses market their products and services through the successful launch of a podcasting and social media strategy. For, me, for more information about Cliff, visit podcastanswerman.com slash wiki. Uh, thanks. And then I said, thanks, Cliff. And I said, if you need my login information, you have all of that information on hand uh, in our files. And of course, if you have any issues, please contact me via Skype chat. If you can do this as soon as it opens, that would be helpful as there's a very limited time window. Thanks. And of course, she got that. And right afterwards, she says, yes, I've set myself a, uh, a reminder to do this right at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And my folks, here I am sitting here recording this podcast and by the time you know I was actually at three o'clock I had to put together I had just fit, wrapped up one show I had to put together what I'm going to talk about in this episode and while I was preparing for this episode I want to let you know I am now confirmed and registered as a speaker for Bar Camp Nashville my friends that one act has given me these benefits I get to see my friends, uh, uh, Jonathan and Helen. I get, I will have the opportunity to hang out with my good friend and client, uh, Dan Miller, uh, author of uh, 48 Days to the Work You Love and No More Mondays. Uh, I'll have the opportunity to go see some clients that uh, helped launch their podcast, a very successful podcast, ConnieAndSheilaTalk.com. Um, all of that. Then, not only that, but I also get the thrill of speaking in front of people, which I love to do. Uh, I get to talk about, I get to speak on a topic that I absolutely love. I get to meet new people and network with people. And not only that, but it will definitely, from my experience, and I've done this a lot, it will definitely turn into business for me in within the next couple days, weeks, months, and even years. And who knows what, who knows, I might meet somebody at this event that may actually just be just a friendship that gets started and you never know, in five years from now, it could turn into the very first million dollar deal that I do. I don't, I don't know. These are the thing, these are the opportunities that I don't want to miss out on. And I guarantee you, if I did not have a virtual assistant today, I would not be registered for Bar Camp Nashville. And for anybody that I will meet or have the opportunity to hang out with, that would not have happened if it were not for my virtual assistant. And so, Andrea, I know that you're listening. Thank you. Jonathan, in the chat room, We so, uh, let me just say, thank you for reminding me that I have a virtual assistant. How did I forget that? I mean, seriously, I, do you guys understand that I forgot that I had a virtual assistant who could do that for me? I've been doing this since January, and I cannot believe that I forgot. Anyway, um, 
Let's see here. We're gonna turn now to the voicemail hotline. I've got two uh, question. I've got two kind of uh, feedback testimonial things, and then we're gonna get into Andy's question and the main topic for today. But uh, let's see what Shannon has to say. Shannon Butte, B-O-U-T-T-E. I'm calling from Beaumont, Texas. Um, I'm currently listening to your virtually uh, your virtual uh, assistant show, and I don't really have a question. I just want to call in and thank you personally because um, I've asked you questions on Facebook uh, via a good friend of mine, Michelle Beckham, and you've always uh, provided me with great insight. And I just want to say I really love what you are doing and uh, to keep up the good work. And, again, this is Shannon Boutte, also known as Lady Drama. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much, Shannon, for calling in. And I'm so glad that you're enjoying the show. And uh, I really appreciate the encouraging feedback. It, you know, I, I just love to hear it. And uh, speaking of encouraging feedback, I want to say thank you to Contemporary VA for sponsoring this podcast. And uh, I, as speaking of our sponsor, here is a totally awesome message that I know I love to hear, but I know my my sponsor also loves to hear. Hi, Cliff. John McGowan, IndoorCycleInstructor.com. And I'm calling to tell you that PayPal made me do it. Well, what I mean is the troubles I'm having with PayPal and my reoccurring payments through them kind of pushed me over the edge. And I am now uh, signed up with Contemporary Virtual Assistance as a with their platinum plan where i have a set number of hours each month what happened was when i started what we call indoor cycle instructor pro which is a membership side of indoorcycleinstructor.com we use paypal to manage our reoccurring payments and it has been an utter disaster uh, throughout the last year over 50 of my subscribers i have a little over 500 have been arbitrarily canceled and it's not that their credit card uh, was expired or anything it just they were canceled and i just kept putting them off putting them off because this is an annual membership well now we just went past our anniversary and i have over 50 customers that i need to go back through understand what happened communicate with the customer and then hopefully get them to resubscribe using one shopping cart which I'm finding works much better than PayPal. And so I want to thank you for the Virtual Assistant Podcast. It really brought some comfort to me. And actually, I've been trading emails with Andrea, and I feel very privileged. So again, thank you for all the good you do, both with the Podcast Answer Man and the Virtual Assistant Podcast. And know that there are many of us out here who are really benefiting from what you're doing. So Cliff, thanks again. And uh, good luck to you and for anybody else out there considering this. It's very comforting. Talk to you again. Did you hear that? It's very comforting. Sigh of relief. That is exactly what it's like when you hire a virtual assistant, my friends. That is what it's all about. And John, thank you for calling in. That's why I started this podcast. And John, that's exactly why I went to Heather, the owner of Contemporary VA, and said, listen, I want you as the sponsor of this show. And I was so thankful when she signed up. So very, very awesome stuff. And um, I'm sorry to hear that you're having such an issue with PayPal. I don't. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I have a gspn.tv plus membership where we use uh, the subscription plan there. And of course, there are three reasons why 
um, something might change or why their their subscriptions will arbitrarily get canceled. One is if their ex, you know their credit card on file file expires. That's option number one. And number two is if they make any change at all to their their business uh, or to their their address or or contact information, it will immediately cancel them. And the third one is if they change even their their bank account or anything like that, like even their checking account, all of those things could potentially get their their account their subscription canceled. And uh, of course, I I use a program called Text Expander, and whenever I get an email f- uh, from PayPal that says somebody's uh, somebody's uh, subscription has uh, canceled. Then I actually just type in like let's just say um, it's let's say John your subscription is canceled I'll do John and then I'll do comma and then all I do is type in p p l u s c a n which is it's an extra p in front of it but plus can which means that your plus memberships has subscription has just canceled. And this is what it says. It says, John, I'm writing because I was recently notified by PayPal that your subscription to gspn.tv plus membership has been canceled. I have received this notification a couple, a few times, about a few plus members since I've started the plus membership. And I thought that perhaps it had, they had simply lost interest in our content or maybe something came up in their finances that they can no longer afford to be a plus member. I'm thankful that I had contacted them as I had learned that PayPal will cancel subscriptions automatically in a few circumstances without the gspn.tv plus member even knowing that it occurred. In one instance, a plus member had changed bank accounts and forgot to update PayPal. When PayPal, When PayPal went to make the payment, it saw the account was closed and canceled the subscription automatically. On another occasion, a plus member had a credit card that expired and they simply, and this email goes on and on and on and on. It's, it's about, it's a one, two, three, four, it's a four paragraph email. And it talks about how you can go in and resubscribe and, and it's not a big deal and, and we apologize. And it's really extremely well thought out. And it's as simple as sending, I mean, just that one pre-written text. Now, guess what? I used to do that myself. Now my virtual assistant does that for me. So anytime that I get those kind of emails that come in, I actually just tell Andrea there's some plus membership emails in my email inbox, and she has a complete workflow process step-by-step guide on, okay, if this happens, then do this, then do this, and oh, by the way, and then copy and paste this message into an email and send it off to them and make sure you carbon copy it so that it goes, you know, that you place a copy of that inside the high rise account. And she does it all for me. And just like you, it's all good. I love it. I love it. I love that you're benefiting from this and it's totally awesome. And I'm, I, you know, I'm so glad to hear people talk about one shopping cart. You know, I'm always looking at, you know, new opportunities and, and, and different things. Um, I'm getting ready to really ramp up even more digital products. And, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking I'm probably going to get to the place where I want to be able to start receiving credit cards on a more consistent basis. Uh, just because I, I, I did, I was reading an ebook on my Kindle, my brand new Kindle, which by the way, folks, let me just tell you, if you're a small to medium sized business owner and you're not reading as much as I think you should, uh, you know, there's so many wonderful books out there. And, um, 
I have an iPad. I love my iPad. I bought my iPad because of its ability to do eBooks. Uh, I love my my iPad for so many things outside of eBooks, and I just actually despise my my iPad for reading books. It's it's not a fun experience. It it's it strains my eyes when I read it, and uh, it makes me tired and and want to put down the book. I bought a Kindle three the other day, which by the way you can go to gspn.tv slash Kindle three review. That's the number three gspn.tv forward slash kindle 3 review there's a blog post uh with a bunch of videos that i did some hd youtube videos and and some written text about why i bought this thing and how i love it and why i love it and and all this good stuff but anyway i was reading an ebook uh from my good friend pat flynn and he was talking about the sales of his his ebooks that he sells and 90 over 90% of the people who buy his ebook, even though PayPal is an option, 90% of the people actually pay for his ebook via credit card, direct credit card. They, they use his service that he has to actually do a credit card payment versus people who pay with their PayPal account being only 3% and the other people are Google checkout. So yeah, I, I read that and I'm like, maybe I'm missing out on some sales because I don't offer credit cards. Yeah, I I need to look into that. So I'm thankful for you talking about one shopping cart. I hear a lot of people talking about that. I, you know, it it always takes time for me to change things. You know, I got some things that are working, but, you know, the one thing you got to watch out in business is you think, oh, well, things are working. I mean, you know, it's functional. The question is, what kind of opportunity loss is there by not using another service that could be well. So thank you for mentioning that. It's It's got it back at the top of mind. And and I, I know that when I get back from PodCamp Boston 5 and get caught up from everything, I'm going to start looking into more of this kind of stuff. All right. So let's turn into a call from my good friend, Andy Traub. Andy, take it away. Hey, Glyph. Your friend and business tech weekly co-host, Andy Traub, calling in from the center of the universe, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Wanted to leave you a question for the virtual assistant podcast, which is what do you do when you run out of things for your virtual assistant to do? Uh, maybe business is slow or, um, yeah, you know, you're, you're, you've know, you had them work on projects and those projects are done. Uh, how do you creatively come up with other things for them to do? Or do you have to, you know, scale back, uh, which can be hard uh, because maybe they're contracted for a certain number of hours, but you don't want to waste money. So, what do you do if you've ever had that happen? Or if you haven't had it happen, give me some ideas. Thanks, Cliff. God bless. We'll talk to you soon. Andy, thank you so much. And by the way, when I first hired Andrea, I started out with a um, retainer of 20 hours per month. And this is from having no, I mean, I had no idea what I was going to give her. I No clue what I was going to give her. Uh, to work on for me, but uh, somebody said, Cliff, you need to give her things, you know, the first thing you should do is probably something that's an income generator, and uh, so that I, I, that was very good. I put her, you know, made some processes and trained her and taught her how to help me with my equipment sales and cons- customer service on those equipment sales, and that really helped things out, and then, of course, uh, you know, I, I have her helping me post these podcast episodes when I record these episodes. I record somewhere between 7 to 15 podcast episodes per week here at gspn.tv and uh, she posts all those online for me including show notes and all that other stuff and so that's really great stuff but uh, you know the thing is is what am I going to do 20 hours per month that's five hours a week I 
Is that right? Five hours a week? Yeah, I think so. So approximately five hours a week. Well, I will tell you that I became so in love with this idea of delegating stuff out that I I gave her so many things to do that she was, you know, she was right up against the amount of time that I gave her. So I had to bump it up to 30 hours per month. I was actually contemplating 40 hours per month, uh, but I decided, uh, I decided that I wanted to um, instead do uh, 30 hours a month and I figure I'll just pay overage fees if I if I have to go over to see how things go for 30 hours. And I will tell you that um, every month for me, even since I've had her at 30 hours per month, we're, we're right up against the 30 hours. So I've not run into this problem yet. Um, I, I think I've just, like I said, even though I sometimes forget that I have a virtual assistant that can do things like register for an event for me, uh, the, there's plenty of things that when I'm not recording and I'm and my mind's in the right place and and I'm thinking straight uh, that I do remember I have one and I give her lots of things in fact I shared last week that one of the things that I'm doing is I've given her tasks that you know really could take her all month just the 30 you know the 30 hours this month to create so for example one of the things that I'm doing is she's working on an ebook for me I have a digital video training product called evaluating your podcast and uh, and I've asked her to go and have that transcribed, which she, you know, she farmed that out to somebody else over there at CVA uh, using up some of my retainer hours, uh, which is perfectly fine. And uh, she had that transcribed and now she's taking the transcription and formatting that into an ebook for me. And I, I, this just happened in the background. So that's something that I'm having her do. In fact, there, there's a time she says, you know, how much, you know, I've, I've got this many hours. Um, you know, I, if you want, I can go ahead and finish this project up. But you might go over when it comes Thursday and Friday when I'm posting all your podcast episodes. And I said, wait, wait a second. I don't want to do that. How about you just put off the the if you're running that close, let's make sure you have enough time to post my content online and do all the other repetitive tasks that are high priority. And I started to I, I started to prioritize the tasks that I give her saying, these are the things I want to make sure we always budget time for evenly throughout the weeks. And um, I told her, I said, this ebook is is kind of a spare cycles thing. And so I would create a list of low priority spare cycle things. And, and so your question to me, what if I were to, you know, if I, Cliff Ravenscraft, were to run out of things for my virtual assistant to do, here's what I would do, or, or here's some things that you could think of. Uh, first, research a, an ebook idea. If you don't already have content that that your virtual assistant could already turn into an ebook, then then have them research an idea for an ebook. Have them go out and do, have them create an ebook from scratch. That That's something you could do. Um, uh, another thing, and some of these, actually most of these other ideas that I'm going to share with you, I asked Andrea, I said, Andrea, do you have any advice to give to somebody what they could ask their virtual assistant to do if they ran out of things to give their VA to do? And so the rest of these are all ideas from my virtual assistant. Again, using her services to help me build even a show for show notes for a show our content for a show. So here's some things she says, you know, one of the things you could do is you could actually have your... Tell your virtual assistant where you went to school and she can research your your classmates to see if she can find them on Facebook and go and try to reconnect to those people on Facebook. That's if that, you know, is something that might be of interest to you or she can go and 
take your contact list and see if she can connect with people on LinkedIn for you or find those friend, people on Facebook or on Twitter. And, and so you could actually give your virtual assistant a contact list or a set of people that you want to connect with and to go out and, and to make the initial connection, such as a friend request or you know something like that. I, I think that that would be a great idea. Um, and this one is my idea here. If you don't already have one, you should. A news, an email subscription list for your business. Uh, so a news, you know, setting up your newsletter. This is something that Andrea is looking into me. It's a spare cycles thing, uh, but uh, she's looking into setting up a newsletter. I want to see if we can't find some kind of blow me out of the water kind of template that just looks totally amazing and super ultra professional. I don't want to just do just a, you know, a newsletter. I want it to look just like, wow, that looks amazing. And I might actually have to have, you know, somebody design something, a special template for us that just looks really cool. Um, and so having her set up a newsletter for me, if you don't already have like a, a MailChimp or a constant contact, um, an account like that, let them, let your virtual assistant start setting that up for you and getting it ready to go. Um, Thinking about autoresponders, is there something that she can send to to communicate people to people? I, to, newsletter, email list, you get the idea. And then I love what Andrea says. She goes, so many times people who have businesses and they have virtual assistants, they think, you know, it's only business tasks. It's only business tasks. Well, listen to the, some of these personal tasks that Andrea has been a part of or at least has thought of. Now, first and, first and foremost, I want to let you know that Andrea, my virtual assistant, has scheduled a dentist appointment for me in the past. And she actually managed working on rescheduling it from one day and time to another because actually it turned out that I had an opportunity that came up when I had that scheduled appointment. And I said, Andrea, I hate to do this, but will you call and reschedule that for another day and time? She did that for me. Um, so that's something. I want to tell you that also I've asked Andrea to call and schedule me a doctor's appointment and the doctor's office would not talk to her because of whatever the, uh, what do they call that? The uh, HIPAA agreement. Although I want to tell you the next time I go to my doctor's office, guess what? Andrea Schumann, you're being added as an approved person to talk to my doctors about my my stuff. Andrea is going to be added on the list with my wife and my mom as an emergency contact and as somebody who has the ability to schedule appointments and to get you know results from blood tests or whatever the case may be. I'm adding Andrea to that list. All right, so um, so in the future she will be able to have. Um, uh, the stuff. Jonathan's in the chat room. He says, your VA can keep the list of what all the VA is signed up for. Um, I, I don't know exactly what he's talking about, but yeah, I, I have Andrea, you know, keep track of a list of all the things that I've asked her to do for me. Um, but, uh, and, and I guess if, if she signed up for some things, she can keep a list of all of those with your, um, uh, your, your, email address and passwords and all of that other stuff. In fact, uh, you could actually have your email, your virtual assistant put together, you know, a, a secure kind of password thing. Maybe if you're one of those businesses, you use just a standard password everywhere and it's not very well thought out. Maybe you can use Dropbox in a, in a secured file or something like that, that your virtual assistant can create some unique passwords and go in and make sure that those are all very secure kind of passwords. So that's something you could do. Um, let's see here. Uh, online shopping. She, Andrea says she's done a lot of online shopping for clients. Uh, 
And, and in fact, one of the things that she did, not just online shopping, but, um, uh, and, and by the way, you can, you can go online, shop for a gift for somebody for their birthday or whatever the case may be, and have that shipped to them and, and pay for it online. Your virtual assistant can do that for you. Uh, and, or can research the ideas of gifts and say, you know, okay, which ones do you want to get? And, and they can research the pricing and all this other stuff, find the best place and go out and place that order for you. I think that's an awesome idea. Um, how about she said that one time she, as a VA, helped price somebody's furnace. They needed to replace their furnace in their home. Their furnace had gone dead and they needed a new one. And so they, she, she called around to some different heating and air places and priced out the cost of a furnace, got the best deal and negotiated and scheduled and everything, had it all taken care of, all of that from out of state. So amazing stuff there. Um, Christmas gift list. Do you sometimes at Christmas time you you you're starting to flip out? It's like okay, all these different people to buy for. Well, have your virtual assistant create a list and manage it for you. And guess what? It's totally awesome to have your wife included in the life of your virtual assistant. And I keep telling Stephanie, it's like if you've got something that Andrea can do, just call her. She'll do it. It's very awesome stuff. So she can, you know, your virtual assistant can manage a Christmas list help give you ideas of things to buy. She can tell you what you bought last year and and you know moving forward you'll have you'll, you'll never have to worry about it. It's like what did I get them 2 years ago or what did I get them last year? She, you know, your virtual assistant will know that over time. Um, here's an idea. Now this she didn't give me this one, but I just thought of this. What about setting up a personal budget for your home, you know? It's like hey, track how much this is how much money comes in. I need you to see if you can find a way to spread this evenly among all the all the bills and all this other stuff that I have coming in. Do you ever have a bill that comes in that's just not right? You know, it's like, wait a second, I paid all the. You can, matter of fact, you could have a, you could have your virtual assistant pay all your personal bills for you. Uh, give her, you know, give her access to your credit card and your bank account, of course. Uh, and I say her, and I only say that just because my virtual assistant's female. But if you trust your virtual assistant, which by the way, I hope that you have a virtual assistant you trust. If you don't trust your virtual assistant, it's time to fire your virtual assistant. But maybe you don't have enough trust to give them the you know, banking stuff. I trust my virtual assistant enough to do that. And she's got my credit card for the business on file. So um, I trust her that much. And she has made purchases for me. She's a, she's actually placed orders and had it shipped to my house and, and all kinds of other stuff. So it, I, I trust Andrea that much. Anyway, um, so let's see here. You could actually have her set up a budget. She could take care of paying all your bills for you, making sure they're paid on time. If you get a bill in the mail that says, hey, this this doesn't look right, uh, you can actually just scan it, send it over to her, and have her call the department and say, what's going on with this? And report back to you. All of that stuff can be done by your virtual assistant. Um Tracking down flu vaccines is something I think she recently did for another client. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different pharmacies that, you know, have these vaccines that are available for free on certain days. And so she recently did that. Um, when was the last time you had somebody check your car and homeowner's insurance rates? Uh, check to see if there's any better rates out there. Uh, you can give her your your policies uh, and some, you know, your social security number and all that other stuff and ask her to shop around your home and auto insurance rates. Um, and uh, let's see here, search and screen. Oh, so this is another one she did. She recently, for another client, she actually searched uh, Craigslist and screened nannies 
for childcare for somebody's children, for one of her clients. That is all. I mean, it's, it's just very creative. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna end on I think probably the most coolest one. And Andy, listen to this one, my friend. If nothing else, if nothing else, here's one personal task that you can give to your virtual assistant. And I know it'll be a huge hit. Have your virtual assistant schedule, give them the task, say schedule me the most awesome date night ever. Here's the budget of how much I'm willing to spend. I need you to research and go and find an amazing restaurant uh, that's unique. I need you to reserve that place. I want you to make sure that they have flowers at the table with a note from me uh, and I want you to schedule a place for us to, you know, it's uh, some kind of venue for entertainment afterwards. And I want you to work with them to to make sure that they're expecting us. And when they do, that they that she gets the red carpet treatment and and all of that stuff. You can arrange your your virtual assistant can arrange all of that for you. And I hate that I just said all of that in this podcast in front of a live studio audience or internet audience in the chat room and for the thousands of you who might be listening to this on the podcast because (sighs) I guess I better probably contact Andrea and see if I can't ever do something like that for me. (sighs) Anyway, (laughs) Jonathan says it's not like Stephanie will listen. I know, but guess what? People know how to contact Stephanie via email, voicemail, and Twitter and Facebook. So there's no doubt everything that I just said will eventually make it back to my wife. Well, my friends, that is going to do it for this episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. And I hope that I've answered your question of what can I do if I run out of things to give my virtual assistant? My friends, go ahead, sign up for some kind of of retainer package 20 hours a month go ahead and sign up today because it will change your life it will and and i love the fact that i signed up for retainer for more hours than i ever thought i could possibly use because it forced me to delegate to make the most effective and efficient and profitable use of my financial investment of hiring a virtual assistant God bless you all. Thank you very much for listening. Tell others about us over at virtualassistantpodcast.com. And of course, we encourage you to call us with your questions at 859-795-4067. And until next time, I encourage you to join the community. 